0: I wonder what you have brought with yourself from childhood into adulthood. What have you brought from, adult, from childhood into adulthood? I know I've brought some scars, some physical scars from jumping across rivers on ropes when the river was about this deep. Uh, I can show you later if you're interested. Uh, I know I've brought with myself um, some friends from my childhood into my adulthood, but my wife tells me Whenever we catch up, we still act like children. Uh, Perhaps you've brought a sense of humor with you. My wife, Naomi, has this terrible capacity to play practical jokes (laughs) that she gets from her father she adopted as a child and she hasn't forgotten. And uh, yeah, I'm usually the butt of those practical jokes. Uh, On the other hand, what uh, did you leave behind in your childhood? What things did you leave behind? I imagine we left some immaturity behind. I imagine uh, some of us left some imagination behind. Hopefully we all left our bad manners behind. (laughs) Uh, What did you you bring with you? What did you leave behind from your childhood? I remember, I must have been 17 turning 18, sitting in an, an English class at school, and we were talking about childhood. And I just had this... I just had this moment of realisation where I realised I'd been living my childhood as if I was an adult. You know, I'd, I'd, maybe because I was trying to impress people or I was just taking life so seriously and I'd lost my childhood. And I'd spent my childhood trying to be an adult. There is a call in these texts today to spend your adulthood trying to be like a child. Of course, there are some things we leave behind. But there is a call here to spend an adulthood becoming like a child. There is something actually essential. Jesus says, Matthew 18, verses 3, I tell you the truth, unless you become, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of God. There is something essential about childlikeness that we need to add to our faith as adults. So I'm going to look at that with you this morning, and we're going to do it as quickly as we can. We're going to see three things about faith and childlike faith. And the first is that children are important to God. The second thing is that children, we can learn something about faith from them. We can learn something about faith from children. And then finally, God can use children for his glory. Uh, let Let me pray as I get into it. Heavenly Father, I ask this morning that as we consider children and the faith of children, that you might bless us as we reflect on that. Help us to see things your way, to value our children, even the ones that are here, and to become like children before you. Amen. Amen. So, firstly, the scriptures want to impress on us the importance of our children. In that first, uh, the second passage, actually, chapter 9, verse 13, you might have it in front of you. It's where the little children are brought to Jesus. The disciples rebuke the parents and the kids coming to Jesus, and Jesus says, No, 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 let them come to me. I imagine it might be hard for us in our day to sympathize with the disciples, to think for a moment that children are unimportant. Um, In fact, in our day, thankfully, children are very important. They're equal to adults. I know this on a Saturday morning when I try and drive anywhere in my car around Willoughby. Children are very important because they're being driven from playground to soccer oval to other field for sport, and I can't get anywhere. And in a sense, it's a great thing. We have inherited from our Christian tradition, from these words of Jesus, that children are important. On the other hand, we can sometimes in our culture make them the center of our lives. So it's hard for us to understand what's going on in this picture exactly. But in Jesus's day, children were insignificant. A child was of no importance in Jewish society. They were not taken seriously, except as a responsibility. They were to be looked after, but certainly not to be looked up to. And so I imagine the situation we can kind of imagine. You know, Jesus is this prominent figure. He's an older man. 40 is a good age in his day. That's the average life expectancy. He's probably 30, 33. He's a prominent Famous religious teacher. He spends most of his time talking with adults about important adult things. And his death is imminent. We're days away from his death. And so the disciples are probably thinking, hang on a sec, Jesus doesn't have time for you right now. Sorry, kids. He's got more important concerns. But what does Jesus do? He stops. He takes a notice of the kids and the the parents bringing the kids. And Mark's version of this says Jesus became angry. Jesus was indignant because he saw them being held back as wrong. He said, let them come to me. Don't stop them. It was actually a Jewish custom at the day to bring your children on one special day of the year to the minister, to the Jewish leaders, Uh, to have them bless them and pray for them and one of the objections for the disciples here may may have been that they didn't want Jesus just to be known as a normal regular elder you know they had a sense that Jesus was something a bit different so don't think of him just like your regular minister that you take your baby to but Jesus doesn't care what he looks like Jesus isn't concerned with what other people think Jesus wants to make the point that children are valuable to God. And so he welcomes them, just as important as adults. And so he welcomes them. A total reversal of the characteristic treatment of children in his day. I wonder if you can remember a moment as a child when someone treated you like an adult. And how that made you feel how comfortable in, in their presence you felt, how warm you felt, how accepted and approved of you felt. I hated as a kid being put at the kids' table at family gatherings and mum and dad are eating Tim Tams as if we didn't know. <laughs> I remember my uncle, whenever we caught up, he would just ask me, hey, Matt, what do, you, what, do you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And he'd ask me every time, you know, and every six months it would change. I'd want to be an astronaut one week and then a tennis player the next week, Ronaldo the next week, and, you know, but he'd always just incline his ear and listen. He took an interest. I was 14 years old when I was asked to play uh, guitar in the church band. It wasn't because I was a Jimi Hendrix. (laughs) Far from it. But I practiced my little heart out because of that Privilege. The Lord shows us by his actions that children are just as important to his community as anyone else. And I actually think there's a lesson for us to learn there in that as well. For any of us, any of us who feel or are insignificant in our culture, whether you're weak, whether you're strong, whether you're poor, whether you're rich, whether you're someone of importance or on the lower end of society... God thinks you're important. You are important to Him and you are important in His community. Secondly, children are an example to us of the gospel. Children are an example to us of the gospel. Um, most of the time, children are not an example to us, are they? <laughs> you know, we talk about growing up because it's important to put away some of those habits that our kids have. You know, kids can be very selfish, so can adults, right? But so can kids. kids. Kids can be a little bit stupid. They don't know what they're doing some of the time. And so it's important that we put some childish things behind us. But Jesus does say, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. What is he talking about? You know, I think he's thinking not about certain qualities or characteristics of a of, of being a child but he's actually just thinking about the status of being a child and what it's like to be a child you can imagine the disciples they're hearing that jesus is about to bring his kingdom in he's he's about to bring his kingdom and they're thinking to one another well how can i be a part of that and what great role can i play a part of will i be seated next to him in power You know, there's a danger of becoming an adult when we think that we can achieve things, we can do things for ourselves, that uh, we can trust in our own abilities. And we often think we're a little bit bigger than, than we actually are. And being a child, being like a child, reminds us of our true state. You know, Jesus is there discussing this puts a child in their midst. That's in the first passage we read. He puts a child in the middle of them as they're talking about the greatness, their greatness. And a child is weak, a child is small, a child is powerless. And Jesus says, unless you become like one of these, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. You know, a children, a child, children can be Christians, can't they? Children can be Christians. Why is that? Is it because they haven't made as many mistakes? Is it because they're more innocent? A child can be a Christian because a child is actually the model for how we all become Christians. Because the gospel is something we receive, not something we achieve. The gospel is a gift to us. And just as children are powerless and weak to gain, that's what it's like with God. We are powerless in our relationship with Him. We cannot gain His love by striving or by achieving it. We simply receive it. This is one of the great lessons of childlike faith that we need to learn. I picked up my child uh, Bible... You've got this. Some parents have got this. This is the best children's Bible. Uh, it's got a story in here about this passage. I thought I'd read it to you because it brings out this point. Jesus' friends were arguing who was the most important helper in God's kingdom. They wanted to know. I am, James said. No, you're not, said Peter. I am. Nonsense, Matthew said. I'm the cleverest. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Yes, no, M too this silliness went on and on like that for some time. You see, Jesus' friends had, just, had started thinking that they had to do something to make themselves special to Jesus. That if they were the cleverest or the nicest or something, Jesus would like them best. But they had forgotten something. Something God had been teaching his people all through the years. That no matter how clever you are, or how good you are, or how rich you are, or how nice you are, or how important you are, none of it makes any difference because God's love is a gift. As anyone will tell you, the whole thing about a gift is it's free. All you have to do is reach out your hands and take it. So while Jesus' friends were arguing, some people who knew all about getting gifts, in fact you might say they were the gift experts, had come to see Jesus. Who were they? They were little children. We need to receive God and his kingdom like a child would. A child can't gain it. A child can't get anything much. They're powerless. And that's how God's kingdom is for all of us. Thirdly, God uses children for his glory. God uses children for his glory. Uh, in that final passage that was read to us, Matthew 21, Jesus has just arrived in Jerusalem as king. Not a typical royal entry, but on a donkey. Uh, but he gets a royal welcome. People are shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David, which is just a Jewish way of referring to the coming Messiah, God's chosen promised king. Jesus reaches the temple. And he heals some blind people and some lame people. And the religious leaders um, kick up a stink. Because the children in the temple area are shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Now we all know how annoying shouting children are. I come to youth group where Ben and Johnny are, about once a term, and it takes 13 weeks for my ears to stop ringing. (laughs) But they're not upset about the decibels. They're upset about the content. They're upset about what these children are saying. Hosanna to the son of David. These children know who Jesus is. They're willing to admit it. And they're willing to give Jesus what he deserves, unashamed praise. And that makes the teachers of the law angry because, you know, they're thinking, Jesus, don't you know these kids are impressionable? Don't you know they're simple? You're, you know, it's one thing for the parents to have made up their mind about the kids but about about who you are, but it's another thing for you to be making these kids, or being okay with these kids shouting. Hosanna to the son of David, to you. And the point of the passage is the kids get it. And the adults don't. The chief priests don't. And we might think, well, kids are impressionable. Well, yeah, they let themselves be impressed by what is impressive. And we might say, kids are simple. Well, good. They see things for what they are and they just say what they think and feel. And I want you to appreciate this morning that everything about this sentence, the children shouting in the temple area, Hosanna to the Son of David, everything about it is right. Everything about that sentence is right, and what those kids are doing is right. Hundreds of years of adult experience and wisdom and theologizing and musing had led the temple to become a den of robbers. That's not a compliment This was a glorious space designed for extravagant worship. But now, the children are shouting. They're singing praises to God. Now, the children are shouting praises to God in the temple area, the proper place of worship. And now, the children are shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David. You know, the children have seen. They are watching the fulfillment of Every Jewish hope and dream, the children are getting it. You know, the kids have put order into the chaos. The kids have put things up the right way. The kids have made the simple and the best things obvious to us again. God is using these children to make his truth known. He's using our kids to speak to us about him, to focus us on what's important, to wake us up to what's real and exciting, to to keep us on the straight and narrow, to keep us honest. We need our kids. You know, children are important to God, and that means all of us are important to God. Children are an example to us that it doesn't take much. In fact, it doesn't take anything. It takes being little to accept God's big gift. Children are an example to us of that. And God can use children to make things right. God can use children to bring his glory. God can use children. That means as well he can use anyone. It doesn't matter who you are. How impressionable you might be, how simple you might be, how elemental you might be. God can use anyone. Our kids are an important part of our church. And it's an example of humility, trust, dependence. They're used by God in many ways, not least to remind us who Jesus is and what that should mean to us. I shared these thoughts with our leadership team a couple of weeks ago when we met up. Just to say, you know what, it's right. It's right that we are prioritizing and praying for a new children's minister to replace Ben. It's right that we thank God for Ben's work amongst us. It's right that we think about upgrading the Hainsworth Hall where the kids go that's currently a bit cold and a bit hard. We want to make it somewhere comfortable and colorful and lively for them. It's right to do that. It's right to be... Focusing volunteer efforts on SRE and on our kids' programs. It's right to support Matt Pettit, who's joining us next week. It's right to run a parent's course. It's right that we brought Johnny Wintle on this year. It's right that we invest time and effort into our youth group. Graham reminded us that these kids are our kids. And it is all of our responsibility to care for them. To love them. To bring them up in this loving and caring home. From the lips of children and infants, you, Lord, have called forth your praise. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for what we can learn from kids, that even though they're weak uh, and seemingly insignificant, that they're important to you that they know how to receive your gift of your kingdom. And that they know that they can be used for your glory. Lord, help us to learn from them. Amen. Amen.